I'm sure it's not hard for you to believe that one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. About a year ago, I signed up for the Lifetime All Languages Learning Account with Babbel because I'm just that enthusiastic to learn. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed to help you start immersing yourself in a new language ASAP. They also have these cool virtual, very intimate classes that you can drop into and you can interact with other students as well as learn hands-on from a teacher. Babbel's tips and tools are accessible and they are approachable. So if you're really serious about learning that new language, here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Okay, right now you get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash SPQ. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPQ spelled B-A-B-B. El.com/spq. Rules and restrictions may apply. During the switch, pivot, or quit chat, we talk to women that have successfully navigated through some of the plot twist years of life and are eager to share their stories and what they've learned in the hopes of inspiring, teaching, or making even the slightest impact by candidly owning their truth. Hey girl, hey, and thanks for dropping in to the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. Candid convo for the girl needing a lifestyle plot twist when she's deciding if it's time to switch, pivot, or quit. I'm Ayana Angel, a former sports entertainment publicist in New York City, turned traditionally published author with Simon & Schuster, who quit my old life to write a book, live in London for a bit, and explore my dreams to find my happiness and fulfillment. I'm here to help encourage and guide you through your plot twist as your chief encourager and host of the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. Let's get this conversation started. On today's show, we're chatting with Kanisha Lachey, the creator of Passport to Pretty, beauty expert and travel enthusiast. She takes her followers and her readers on an exploration journey of the pretty life. From Miami to Milan and Kenya to Kingston, this year, Kanisha has traveled to 11 countries and to date, she has visited more than 30 countries. In her years before embarking on the journey of a lifetime, Kanisha was a highly sought after makeup artist who beat the faces of countless celebrities and her work graced the editorial pages of magazines like Vogue and GQ. Eventually, Kanisha brought her brushes and her talents to Milk Makeup as the field team director. But a yearning to explore the world and learn herself lured her into her current nomad lifestyle. We caught up with Kanisha and she shared so much insight on personal growth and much more that you must stay tuned and soak up every drop that she has to offer. I promise you, you don't want to miss this conversation. And this time I actually did things a little bit different. So if you are interested in watching the live feed of this interview, you can head over to switchpivotorquit.com, click on the podcast tab, and you will see where you can click on the show notes for this episode, and you can actually watch the video. You can watch us have this same chat on video, which is a bit different, but I hope that you guys will enjoy that. And be patient with this particular interview because Kanisha was located on a completely different continent and the Wi-Fi was a little bit shaky at times. So I'm just happy that we were able to complete the interview, but it may be broken up at different points. You might hear like some shady noises. So just be patient. You'll enjoy her journey, her story, and everything that she has to say and share with you guys. I promise. (laughs) So let's get, without further ado, let's get started. This is the first time that we're doing the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast like this. Um, You're seeing the audio, or I'm sorry, you're seeing the video. And I was excited to do this because I'm having Kanisha on the show, Passport to Pretty, and I love her. And and we we know each other in real life, full disclosure. We know each other. Mm -hmm. So I thought, what better person to do this the first time with somebody um, that I know would, would rock it and kill it. So welcome to the show, Kanisha! Yes. Excited. <laughs> Thank you yes. so much. That was so kind. I am so excited to do this with you. It's so cool. I feel like you're here with me. 
I know, right? I know. Okay, so to give you guys a little background, like I said, um, Kanisha and I know each other. We actually used to be neighbors in Harlem. And um, it's so funny because I guess sort of bringing it all full circle. I told you guys that Kanisha is traveling the world right now. And bringing it all full circle, when I decided to leave Harlem and go to London for a bit, I told you guys before that I did this stoop sale and where I was selling all my stuff out in front of my apartment on the stoop. And funny enough, Kanisha is one of the people that walked by and stopped by while I was doing my stoop sale before yeah. I left. <laughs> do you I remember, remember that? that day too. I do. I remember that day of down Fifth Avenue, girlfriend. I remember yes, that. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what's going on? You're going where? And then I was just so amazed because this is this brings it back to full circle to where we are now, right? Mm-hmm. And you took that journey and it was so beautiful and I was really inspired. And I was like, wow, I was watching everything looking at all your posts, I'm like, wow, she's doing this. Like, and it's hard to leave Harlem, you know? Yes, it is. It but is. But you did it. It's, it's hard to leave your comfort zone. It's hard to go in a space where you don't know what to expect. You know, most of us, that's why we don't leave our comfort mm-hmm. zone because we don't want to be in a situa- situation where we don't know what to expect. But mm-hmm. that's exactly what you ended up Truth. doing and exactly yes. where you are right now. So tell us, um, where are you right now? Where are you visiting right now? So right now I am in Nairobi, Kenya, and I've been here for about a week, uh, maybe like eight or nine days so far. And um, I'm just experiencing the culture and the weather and the food. And it's just been, it's been amazing. It's, it's been, there were some rough patches, right? I was sharing with you that, um, you know, I was having the time of my life and uh, my wallet was snatched and, um, but, you know, things happen anywhere and you just keep going. So I, I'm really having a good time exploring. I mean, so many people, um, the Kenyan, the people of Kenya are very friendly. They have come up to me, I, I guess, because of my features, you know, um, they can tell that I'm not from here. Obviously, mm-hmm. I also don't speak the language. I know like five words. Um, <laughs> and they have been just they've been very welcoming. And I have met people who call me every day who want to meet up and have lunch and we hang out. So it's been a, a very warm welcome, despite what happens, uh, you know, last week. So Mm -hmm. it's been Mm -hmm. great. Good, 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 good. Um, so right now, um, we're, or let's say in these last few years, we've been inundated with people being obsessed with this whole like travel culture and this nomad sort of like lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's pretty much what you're living right now. Can you describe life for you right now in one word? Mm. it's like it goes back to my to my why I created passports pretty it just feels pretty mm. you know how you, you see something and it's just pretty do you right. know what I mean like um it just feels good it looks good it is good it's appealing to others when they see it and that's just how I feel I literally feel that way every day I mean there's a million other words but to me that's that's just like what comes to mind. And it's everything that I, that I asked for in this journey. It's not about vanity. It's not about perfect eyebrows or something. Cause some days I don't even wear makeup, honey. You, you, Hello. I get the coconut oil <laughs> out and that's what you get. But uh-huh. it's just that feeling, you know, how you see like a, a puppy or a bouquet of flowers. That's how I feel like every day when I wake up, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. like the pretty life, like boom, you know, and it's happening, you know, and again, it, I can use so many other words, but that is just, what I, what I longed for and what it, what the word means to me is something a little bit different than just what, what someone looks like or what I look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my word. That is my word. I'm like, okay. Oh, that's pretty. Like, yeah. Yeah. Know? And so yeah. speaking of passports are pretty share with share with us a bit about how you came to create passports are pretty and sort of like why you had this pull to create it. What, what was, what was it about um, creating this space for you that said, you know, I got to do this. So, yeah. So, um, as you mentioned, Harlem, New York, mm-hmm. I was just a free, a freelance artist working with uh, all types of clients, some celebrities, some uh, lookbooks and fashion, and just really like hitting the pavement and hustling, like really. And I love makeup, but it kind of like bounced me to, uh, to New York because a lot of my clients were there. And then I said, like, I want to take a trip. I want to take a vacation. And I remember I went to Los Angeles for a month and I was sitting there and I'm thinking like, I can love two things at once. You know, I can have two passions 
but how do I combine them without leaving one behind in the dust completely and then still appreciating the newness of another? So I thought, okay, it's travel and beauty, travel and beauty. And I just thought passport and I thought pretty because those two things just, I mean, just rolled off my tongue. And it was about creating a life that you can be proud of. And it, it does, it obviously it included travel, right? And that's seeing the world through your own eyes, through what makes things beautiful to you, what makes, makes things pretty to you. And then it was an element of, of beauty in a sense of that's what I did as a profession. So I combined those two and then it just, it just rolled off. And everything that I, I cared about, our love that came to me really fit into my brand. And it was like, perfect. I scored this. Now I don't know what to do with it. Like how do I build content and like, what is it mean but it's meant to encourage people to live their best life that's what the pretty life is about it's about living your best life whatever that means to you whether it's career driven family driven or both you know if you're able to create this dynamic world where you define your success that is what the pretty life is all about and so I just had to share my experiences the ups the downs and a lot of women have been able to relate to me right because you have the appeal of travel, which looks good, right? Everybody wants to do that. It's aspirational. Right. But then you have the reality of what it's like to make that happen or what happens on your journey. And I'm also happy to share that too. So it just created this community that's growing more and more every day. Um, and I, I'm just surprised about the people that reach out and in my, in my DMs. It's not, it's not like the guys are hitting me <laughs> up in my DM, you know? It's the women who are saying like, Girl, you know, like today I got my passport or I bought my first international trip and I'm going solo. And it's like, to me, I didn't know exactly how it would affect people, but it has been, um, it's been great for me because I'm inspired. They're inspired. And it just keeps going like this, this mm -hmm. forever affinity of inspiration. And I love that. Right. You know, I really and, do. And so you mentioned, um, and of course I know this that you were doing makeup and you were freelance makeup artist and um and at one point you had actually taken a career position in-house at milk studios tell us a bit more about that position that you took mm -hmm. and how you yes. ended up coming to a point with being okay sort of walking away from it to to be where you are now um yeah so working as a freelance makeup in new york kind of became uh, daunting. It was just not exactly what I thought it would be. And I had done it for like nine years. And so I was looking for change. However, at the same time, I was traveling. And it was just kind of like this um, wonderful lady reached out to me and she said, hi, you know, I'm from Milk Studios. I'm like, oh, I love Milk Studios. As a makeup artist, you desire to shoot there. And when you do, you feel like you've made it. And so I met with them and they, they, they were just a, a great group of people. And it was about a new brand that they were creating called Milk Makeup and it was going to launch into Sephora. And so I helped roll that out. But in that uh, rollout, I would train beauty advisors on how to sell the product, how to use the product. Um, but it was just day in and day out. I didn't feel as connected, right? I felt like mm, it was bad timing, like the perfect job, perfect company, just bad timing. Mm. And so when you're not in your right space and you're not in your correct lane, things will start to shift. And it was inevitable that I would have to make a choice. And the choice was, okay, do I work this out? Do I stick it out? Or do I do what really I want to do deep down in my heart? as scary as it sounds, do I travel the world? Do I take this opportunity to travel the world? Mm. And it was like, and of course, as a, as a woman in New York city, um, it's hard to make that decision because career is such a, uh, something that we put on a very high pedestal, right? We really right. put it up there above all things sometimes. So I really took a moment and I just took a deep breath and I said, you know what, this is happening. This is what all the energy is moving towards going out and seeing the world. The, the job was a great job, but it wasn't the job for me. Um, also at that time, I was having a very hard time in a relationship that wasn't for me. So all these things kind of started to kind of show up. And it was like, hey, either you stay here, you stay the same, mm -hmm. or you make a change. And that was really the choice, okay? That was it. Either you like it so much where you are and you're willing to stay there, or you choose this and, and let the possibilities be infinite. 
Mm-hmm. And that was just like, come on. Like when you put it like that, it was a no brainer. Mm-hmm. It was a no brainer and it felt right. And it, and it, and it was right, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I definitely made the right choice, but again, um, I had to, I had to choose, right. It wasn't for anyone else to do. So I had to be the one to choose that. So, okay. So can you talk a bit more about, um, cause I know we've discussed and you know, you share that you want to talk about the letting go aspect of it. Yes. How did that play a role in your decision because like you just said you had to make a decision and there were all these things that seemed wonderful to the outside Mm -hmm. party looking in saying oh this is great why would you walk away from this so talk a bit more about like the letting go aspect of things man you know what that letting go it's something that has been around. I'm sure, you know, your mother said it, your auntie has said it, your cut, somebody said it to you and it's an oldie, but goodie. And I'm still working on it. And it's still something that shows up sometimes daily. Mm. Um, but letting go for me was so important. And even in, even, even though I knew it was right, it was still like one of the most scary things. And I mentioned uh, to you sidebar that, I had this wonderful two bedroom apartment in New York. The rent was good. The location was good. And I didn't want to let it go. Mm-hmm. And what happened, it created more problems for me as I was on the road. I had someone in there that wasn't paying rent. Then I couldn't find someone I was comfortable with and somebody that would be comfortable to the neighborhood mm-hmm. of Harlem that's growing and changing. So it was really um, like a slap in the face to say, you know what? You should have let it go because you had to let it go anyway. So mm-hmm. the more we keep things the more we keep things and drag it along, the more it makes our future harder to get to. It's up the road. You can see it. But guess what? You're traveling with 10 bags behind you. So how can you get there? How can you get where you're supposed to be? Eventually, you have to let go. And then some people will reduce it to nine bags. Mm-hmm. Then you get eight bags. And then you get seven. And you realize this feels really good. And you have to let things go. I mean, I let go of shoes and uh fashion week memorabilia and just makeup and you know what I I gave myself a small space in storage and I said this is what you get to keep because those things can be replaced and those things don't define who you are but I understand because also um in a sense being an American is about being a consumer Mm-hmm. You know, you're always wanting to purchase something. There's always a coupon. So you, you kind of grow attached to these things. These things may mean success or this shirt might have a memory. You know, you had a really good time in that shirt. And so you just kind of attach yourself to things. But I watched a documentary about a, uh, being a minimalist. And although I'm not, I'm not anywhere close to that, I saw the value in it and I learned something from it. You have to let things go. And it's not a punishment. You know, it's not saying that, you should have never picked them up. Those things had purpose. And now it's time to let go, let go. And it's not just the physical things. It was also the fear. Mm. Well, what if I travel and I spend all my money or what if I travel and I come back and I don't have a job or where am I going to stay? All that was just fear stacking up. And I had to say, listen, those thoughts and those ideas must be let go as well. You know, you can't keep that spandex from 2010. (laughs) You can't take the fear with you on this journey. It will not, it's not going to behoove you. Why, why would you bring that? Do you know what I mean? And, um, and that's kind of where I am. And then as I mentioned earlier, my wallet being stolen. I mean, I could say even six months ago, I would have held on to that, you know, and, it, and, I, and I did for a second, you know, three days, I was like, oh my gosh. And I was beating myself up and I was just looking at everyone with a side eye. And I said, you know what, sis, your things happen. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are. Things, sometimes things just happen and there's no rhyme or reason for it. You've got to let it go. You've got to let the fear go. You've got to let the anger go and move on. Did I lose my life? No. Am I fine? Yes. Can those credit cards be replaced? Absolutely. And they will be. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the letting go aspect, I think is something that I'm continuing to learn every day and that I will implement into my daily life for as long as I'm on this earth, because I have Mm -hmm. to, you know, Mm -hmm. we accumulate so much, right. Mm -hmm. But you just have to let it go, leave it right where it is. Right. You know, and and it's not easy. I'm saying it, but I also am very aware that it's hard sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially people letting people go. What if they change? What if they get better? What would happen to them if I just leave them behind. 
you've got to take care of yourself. This journey was more about self-care than anything, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to take care of yourself so that you can be of service to others. You know, mm-hmm. you have to let go. How, what does it look like? I'm carrying all my stuff and then you need some help and you carry your stuff. And now we're carrying all this stuff. Now we're carrying all this stuff. Right. We both have to let it go. You, you know? have no freedom to help carry anything no, because you're so no bogged way. down with everything. Absolutely. My hands are full. Like yeah. Erica Badu said, bag lady, you're going to hurt your back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dragging all in bags. I mean, think about it. And so it just, it's just better. And I think you, I think, um, life also encourages you to let go at times. Mm-hmm. You'll start mm-hmm. to see that it just doesn't make sense. Right. You know, it just, it just starts not to make sense to you. Right. And then you just, you, 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 you figure it out. You do. Mm-hmm. I do believe that you figure it out. And it's just something that you have to put into place daily. Mm-hmm. You know, something as small as someone, hurting your feelings, a stranger hurting your feelings, let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, someone cut you off and you're driving, let it, let go. it go. Let it go. So I, I, what I realized, um, once I got on the road and, or once I knew that I was going on the road, let's say, I knew I had to downsize. Obviously, like I was out there selling all my stuff in Harlem, right? Yes. Like I knew I had yes. to get rid of everything. But I think once I really got on the road and went to London and only had a matter of a few suitcases. During that experience of having to sort of pare down everything to be able to relocate for a period of time, I think that allowed me to let go unknowingly. Mm -hmm. And when I came back, I realized, and ever since then, I've been so much more of a minimalist. And I think that that journey and sort of entering into that experience is what helped me to start to let go. So what would you say that some people can do if they're not going to take a huge journey like this? What would, what, what would be your advice for some things that people could do to maybe start that process of letting go, even though they're not making like this kind of drastic lifestyle change? Correct. You know what? Um, in the process, much, much like yours of trying to downsize, it was a surge of like this, um, this power when I would take a, like a big bag of clothing and donate it. It feels good because it feels lighter, right? It's out of your house, mm-hmm. but you're also sharing it and giving it to someone else, mm-hmm. right? You're giving it away that's into someone else that can use it. So I, when I think of the home, I think that that's your sanctuary. You know, you're the queen or the king of your home, right? So I feel like starting with your home and just letting go of some of those memories, whether it's old clothing, people have um, stacks of bills, um, old like W-2 forms. I mean, mm-hmm. these things just really cloud up your space. And if you've ever done something as simple as taking out the trash, you can have a little bit of accomplishment. You can feel yes. some kind of way. So I <laughs> say start in your home and start to reduce because it, it just creates this... Um, this uh, mentality that you have everything you need because you are everything that you need and you cannot take it with you. And we've all heard that you cannot take it with you. Mm -hmm. And there's someone who could use it. Why do you have two couches or two TVs? Or I was, I was downsizing and getting rid of things. And I had eight pair of black pumps. Mm. Why? (laughs) Why? Why? I have two feet. (laughs) I have two feet and at least like 75% of them hurt my feet. So I was just holding on to what to say that I have seven pair. Um, It just, you know, I think that your home can really create um, a soundboard for your mental space, Mm. you know, for where you are in your head, for what you value. And when you uh, reduce, you you actually invite uh, more positive vibrations to come into your life and come into your home. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, and that's what I truly think. Once I cleared out my space, I looked around, I was like, this is a nice place. But before I had so much stuff, boxes of makeup, you know, all the shoes and the, the dresses and the jewelry, then I will never be that person again. I have mm-hmm. no desire. And being a, a girl from Texas where everything is bigger, you just have space. I've all, I grew up with space. I had mm-hmm. space all the time. So it's natural that, especially when your grandmother likes to go to the flea market and there's like <laughs> candle holders for like five cents, oh, right. yes, you're getting them, right? Right, but, do, right. but you don't need them. <laughs> exactly. You don't need them. Exactly. So you part know, of it so too is, is training ourselves 
um, to see how we can let go in little, yes. little everyday ways. Little everyday yeah, things. yeah. Especially because, like you said, sometimes we tend to grab a hold of things that we know we don't need in the first place. So that's yeah. your first challenge of letting go. Let yes. go of the idea that you need to buy that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look, that, that coupon from Macy's right. can just sit in my mailbox until it expires <laughs> because I'm not going to Macy's. I'm sorry. Right. I'm just not, you know? And I, and I started this mentality before the trip because it would be like, mm. oh, um, we're going shopping, okay? Mm. And then it, you say like, I'm leaving in two months. I can't buy that. So right. it was already happening, mm-hmm. you know, in a very holistic way. And I was calling girlfriends up like, hey, I have, what size are you? Mm-hmm. Come get this. And I had about, I had about eight friends or so stop by and they took big stuff home with them. I mean, they took the makeup, they took the shoes, they took the, good girl, good. Mm-hmm. You all look good in that. Okay. <laughs> you know, right. You know, I was going to so- ask you that. How did you start to mentally prepare for this lifestyle change? Because when you left Harlem, you knew that you were going to, your original plan was to be gone for a year. So you sort of left with the intention of not coming back anytime soon. So how did you start to mentally prepare for that? I think, you know, it goes back to that. Are you happy where you are now? You know, Mm -hmm. I was comfortable. I was making good money. I was able to go brunch with my friends. I can go buy some red bottoms. I mean, you know, everything had fallen in place, but it was just very stagnant and I didn't feel connected or passionate about my life. And that was a big no-no for me. So what I started doing was I started meditating and doing yoga, which is something that I did in college that I stopped doing for some reason when I moved to New York. New York is just such um, such a busy city. It's a big city. There's so many dynamics that I think that um, routine sometimes are impossible, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I picked it back up because I needed it. Um, yoga was always a way to center myself and meditation was something that I'm actually uh, proud of that I'm, I'm good at. I can quiet my mind and I started doing this. And I started feeling better and more confident in my decision. Now, there was still fear, right? And there were still many things that needed to be let go, but it was inevitable. It was inevitable that this was happening and there was nothing. I wasn't going to get in my own way either. You know, mm-hmm. there was nothing that was going to stop this, especially not myself. So I took time every day and I meditate when I woke up in the morning and before I went to bed. And I would practice yoga at a Harlem Yoga Studio. And it just created this comfort zone for me uh, to build my courage. And I was able to tell my family and my friends because it was also like, ah, you know, what are they going to say? Are they going to get dramatic on me? Right. Um, are they going to think it's the wrong decision to walk away from uh, a career that I've built over the years? Are they going to think that I'm having some kind of life crisis or, <laughs> you know, I, you know, you don't know, you want the support of your friends and family, but mm-hmm. you just never know. And so it, it gave me the power to say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. So to actually speak the words into the universe and make it a real thing, you know? And from there, I started meeting people who had done something uh, close to that or someone who was thinking of it and someone who had a friend that did it. So the universe kind of provided like signs that, you know what, this is a green light and it's happening. But the meditation and the yoga were very, very, very monumental in -hmm. this. And they are still tools that I use to this day to get a better understanding of myself. Mm -hmm. And therefore I can maneuver the world in in a better way. Right. Was there ever a point in time where you thought to yourself, like, what the hell did I do? Did I actually make the right choice? Mm -hmm. Hell to the yes, girl. Hell to the yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I love you. (laughs) So, look, I started out in India Mm -hmm. and India is a very beautiful country. And, um, you know, it had it had an air of. Um, intimidation as well because it's India and you had so many stories. And so I chose India, uh, specifically Rishikesh, India to uh, acquire my uh, yoga certification. And I'm, I'm very confident. I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Everything lined up. And um, as soon as I get there, it's just not what it seems. There's no space for, uh, for me at the school that I signed up for. And um, I'm, it's 11 o'clock at night, and I'm just arriving to this country that I've never visited before. And I had a 13-hour flight, and it was just like, okay, 
this is, uh, this is not, it's wrong. What's going on, you know? And, um, I try, you know, I, I tried to calm myself down and it was one of those moments where I thought, Oh, I, I've, this is, this is, this is not right. You know? And, and I look back on it. It was just one of those things that I think happens when it says, how bad do you want it? Do you want this? You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I was able to, because I was in a state of peace to really like breathe in deeply mm-hmm. and negotiate for a discounted rate since they just tried to play me when I was <laughs> I was like, y'all almost gave me a heart attack. Right. You know, because it was 11 o'clock at night and it's like, what am I to do? Um, but that was that moment. It was. And then they, they had, India was just, India was tough. India was tough because I also got sick. Um, because it's just something that ecosystem is just very different from, uh, the American ecosystem. Mm. And, um, people can say New York is dirty all they want to. You don't know dirty. You don't know dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was times when I was just like, um, I got really sick and I was literally throwing up at, from every part of my body. <laughs> like I, I really got sick and I just, there were some days where I couldn't practice yoga because I was just that ill and I was weak. And I just thought to myself, I'm going to die here. I'm going to die right here in India. And everybody's going to be like, I told you, you shouldn't have gone. And, the, but then again, it's, it's always that, that, that voice in your head that's going to do that. Right. But then it's up to you, your higher self to come and say, you know what? I'm not feeling well, but I'm going to get better, which I did. And it was the most, um, amazing experience. And because I've been traveling since, uh, pretty much April, I don't think that I was able to really, reflect on how amazing India was and how much it set me up for success because it was really, um, it was really challenging on all levels and it made every situation after that a lot easier. It's, mm-hmm. I, you know, I would always say, well, it's not as bad as India. You know what I mean? That was always like <laughs> my point because that was a point where I was just like, you know what? I'm going to leave and I'm going to, I'm not really going to go home. I'm going to go to Bali where it's like easy and clean and, you know, <laughs> And that wasn't, that wasn't the case. And then two, um, when I had that moment of like, what the heck, um, was when I left my apartment with someone who I thought would be a good, uh, subletter Mm -hmm. and she just didn't pay the rent. So I'm in India and my rent is late because, you know, and it's just like, okay, it's just stop, scratch the scratches. But Mm -hmm. again, my higher self came in and said, this is your path. That, that's not you anymore. Being that you need to let it all go, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was a lesson. So it was about propelling me forward to keep going on this journey no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not hard for you to believe that one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. About a year ago, I signed up for the Lifetime All Languages Learning account with Babbel because I'm just that enthusiastic to learn. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed to help you start immersing yourself in a new language ASAP. They also have these cool virtual, very intimate classes that you can drop into and you can interact with other students as well as learn hands-on from a teacher. Babbel's tips and tools are accessible and they are approachable. So if you're really serious about learning that new language, here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Okay, right now you get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash SPQ. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPQ spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SPQ. Rules and restrictions may apply. So obviously when you hit India and some of the other places that you've encountered on your journey, you had to embrace change. This whole trip was about embracing change um, or not Mm -hmm. about embracing change, but you had to. So what would be for those women who are listening, who are not even thinking about nearly embarking on a trip like this, maybe they're just even thinking about taking their first solo trip or just doing Mm -hmm. something out of the norm for themselves what would be one of your keys to embracing change? Like what would you suggest is a key to embracing change? You know what? 
On this journey, I've had to say, roll with it. Mm. Roll with it. Mm -hmm. If you see a ticket and it's on sale and it's in your budget, roll with it. Buy it. Mm -hmm. Um, If if there's something that you want to do with your career and there's an opening, apply for it. Mm -hmm. Roll with it. Roll with the things that are coming to you because they're all forces of the universe ushering you into the place that you want to be. Um, Roll with it. Go with it. Go for it. Move Mm -hmm. forward. You know, just take a step. Just take one step. Mm -hmm. Just one small step, you know. And then boom, you took another one. You took another Mm -hmm. one. Then you took another one. And now you're moving, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's about if you have a passion or you wake up in the morning with an idea, it didn't just fall there for any reason. It's there for a reason. That's a green light. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to embracing change, just roll with it. Mm. Let it let let it happen. Let it mm-hmm. happen because it's going to happen anyway. And you can go kicking and screaming, or you can go with grace. Mm. Life is forever changing, so you have to learn to roll with the punches. We've heard that all these lessons mm-hmm. are just remixes. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're just showing they're so up in simple. different ways in yeah. our life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, they're so simple, but they're so simple that we kind of maybe look at it like, okay, that's not the answer for me. That couldn't be the answer because this is complicated. No, mm-hmm. sis, you're complicating it, right? Mm-hmm. Go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Go with it. Roll with it. Right. You know, and it's right. easy and it's good and it feels good. You don't you don't uh, swim, you know, in the opposite direction of the current. Why? Mm-hmm. You know. Go with it. Just flow. Let it relax. Mm-hmm. Let it let it roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll and, and, and then you'll you'll understand. You'll understand why. You know, some sometimes they say hindsight is 2020. Sometimes looking back with something that was really disappointing, like, why did that happen? You know, maybe you don't learn why right away, but maybe like next year, you like, girl, that's why I you know, and then you mm-hmm. you get it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the same, it's the same way with embracing change. Change is inevitable. How you deal with change really says a lot about you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was a person who didn't really like shy away from change, but at the same time, I knew change came with sometimes being uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Or having a little fear, you know, um, going, leaving my family and going off to college or moving to New York from the South, you know, like those were big changes, but there were green lights. I had a friend in New York. I had a community in New York. You know, I had some experience in the field that I wanted to work in in New York. So mm-hmm. those were all green lights. And if I was resistant or gave myself excuses or let the fear win, I think that I would still be, you know, sitting somewhere really unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> what, what, if? Yeah. what if, you know, yeah. and that can't, that can't be life. Life is meant to be lived. That cannot be life. You have to go out and you have to live. You have to make mistakes and you have to fumble and, you know, you're going to get hurt sometimes, but then you're going to feel good sometimes. That's just what really life is about. You know, mm-hmm. what role do you feel like, um, manifestation plays in your life? Okay. So this is like the thing I've always felt that you could manifest your destiny. However, I didn't feel like I always had the tools and I didn't Mm -hmm. always feel that I had, um, the skill or the, the patience, you know, but on this journey, it was so many things that I can't even explain right now that I would think, okay, you know, I really want this to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but like, let's just put it out there. Right. And then it would happen and then it would happen again and again. And I know that some people, you know, will say that like, no, I'm sure that somebody did this and it worked out. And I, sure. But if you really saw this vision and you were able to make it happen and, and the universe provided, how can you not believe in manifestation? How can you uh, sit there and let life happen to you? Why don't you have some thoughts? Why don't you have some positive thoughts and watch how, again, the universe moves in your favor and you start to see that and you start to believe that it becomes this big thing. And now you're living this life that you saw in your head. I mean, I remember like in 2000. And four, I wrote this email to this makeup artist and I was like, very young. I was, you know, girly girl. And I was just like, oh, one day I'd like to live in Atlanta and New York. Right. Mm. And to go back and look at that email, I didn't have any clue how to come on. I mean, I was a Texas girl. I was trying to figure it out. I didn't really know. And college was, you know, I just graduated, but I just kind of didn't know. How do you make these things happen? Right. Mm -hmm. And Looking back, I put that out there into right. the universe. 
And I did live in Atlanta for two and a half years. And I did live in New York for almost 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. So who, who's to say, there's this quote. Now, you, I love Erica Badu. You're going to see me like quoting her all the time. But mm-hmm. it said, write that shit down and see how it really gets. Something like this. I don't have the, but I, it, it's just, if you write it down, mm-hmm. you can see it. And you can go back and look at it and say, wow, like this mm-hmm. really happened for me. So that's what that email did for me. It let me know that like, wow, you know what? If I think it, it can, it's really possible, you know? Mm-hmm. If I put all my mental energy into this, I'm going to go, like, if I, I guess I say this, like, okay, think of red, think of red. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're thinking of red, Mm -hmm. right? Do you see anything blue? No, Mm -mm. you don't because you're Mm -mm. not looking for what's red. Mm -hmm. And that's just how you have to manifest your destiny. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, you know, it's like, it's almost like, why not try? Like, even if you're a naysayer and even if you're someone who's who's like, oh, no, that's not how things work, you know, and you're just a little bit more negative about it. If you at least try and just see what happens, you might be surprised. Maybe you don't even make a conscious effort, just subconsciously be open and allow Mm -hmm. yourself to think the things that you really want and to concentrate on the things that you really want. Because like, look. I can, I get it. I understand how it can sound a little like, you know, like hokey and flighty and whatnot and up and head up in the clouds to yes. think of like manifestation and all this. And yes. some, some people truly make their living off of sort of trying to trick people in a way, you know, and, yes. and promising things and stuff like that. So Correct. I get it how you can have a negative idea about this and you can Mm -hmm. and and there can be a negative connotation with it but the one thing that I will say to all of uh, our listeners is just try just be open-minded I think you even listening to this podcast right now you're being more open-minded than the next person okay so and 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 I'm not going to sit up here and say that I have all of these crazy experiences where I've thought things and they've been and I've manifested them, but I do have mm-hmm. some experiences where, absolutely, like you said, uh, go figure. I thought it and it worked out. I was the same way. When I was in college, I said, I want to live in New York. I want to live in New York. Yes. I had no idea. I was on the opposite yes. end from New York. I was in <laughs> California. I was like, I don't know how I could ever make this happen. I didn't know anybody in New York or anything. But like you said, clues start to happen. I ended up being the only intern in a internship program based out of DC that was willing to fly us to New York. So they flew all of us interns to New York. I had never been to New York before. Didn't he? And and so now I'm getting my first introduction to New York, still not knowing that I'm going to move there, but now it's a little bit easier because, you know, now I've had this introduction to New York that I otherwise wouldn't have had. And I, I want you guys to make sure that you really understand this. There was a, an entire internship class. I was the only intern from California. Everyone wow. else was New York, DMV, like based because it was a DC based organization. So I was the only one when I got there. Yes. It was like a whole new world for me. I was introduced oh, to all gosh. these East Coasters, you know, so <laughs> just just think about those types of things. And I didn't say and this I didn't say go out and search and find this internship program. It's another testament of things just coming to you and happening, yes. working out if there's a hundred percent, you know, 100%. and I'm going to give my last example about that. When I said when I said that I wanted to write a book. And I wanted to walk away from my job so bad. And I was just like, I'm over this. I'm over this. Some people were saying to me, um, some literary agents and things were saying, oh, maybe you should self-publish. Maybe you should think about self-publishing. Self-publishing wasn't exactly um, as big as it is right now, but I knew about it and I had heard of it. But you know what I kept telling them and I kept telling myself and everybody else who would ask me any Mm -hmm. questions about publishing I will not self-publish unless every major publisher turns me down. They will all have to turn me down Mm -hmm. before I self-publish because my goal is to be traditionally published. That's just it. That is what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And you guys know what happened. 
<laughs> okay. Yes, so it's, it's absolutely. It, and, and at the time yes. I wasn't even this big manifestation girl. Like that wasn't right. even like, not at all. Right. I barely knew anything about it. Okay. Right. But now looking back, I can see how, when you put what you want out there, or even mm. if it's as simple as just being focused on what you want. Absolutely. You can make it happen. You can absolutely. make it happen. Yeah, 110 percent. So let's talk a bit more now about being in the moment, um, because so many of us are consumed with our phones and all these things. And there's exactly. Hello. There's all these yes. things to capture our attention. But there's value in being in the moment. And I, I want I want you to share with us a little bit more about what you've learned and experienced about being in the moment, especially being on this journey. Yes. I think this journey has uh, taught me so much already and I'm, I'm nearly halfway uh, through, Mm -hmm. but you have no choice, but to stay in the moment. If you want to be safe, if you want to enjoy yourself, if you want to connect, if you want to learn, you have absolutely no choice, but to be in the moment. And that's what I love about this journey or what I even think about traveling in general. I think that, um, even prior to this, this journey, uh, I was just traveling, taking vacation and Mm -hmm. I would always be there. I would always be right there. But if you took me and you put me in New York, I'm thinking about what I did last week or the client, if they're going to call me back next week, or, uh, you know, did I take the trash out? And I mean, there's so many thoughts that, uh, you can't be present. Right. And it's sometimes things, Uh, don't, life doesn't exactly help you Mm -hmm. uh, be present. It has to be a conscious choice. So um, when I look at something like um, arriving to a new country, there's no way that I can show up in Sri Lanka with India still on my mind. It's Mm -hmm. two different things. It's two different things. It's two different places. It's two different uh, uh, environments. You have to make sure that you are in the moment for many reasons. And I say safety because you need to be aware. You need to be alert. You cannot just walk around um, not paying attention. There's dangers in a physical sense, right? That you could fall. I mean, that's just like, come on. If you, Mm -hmm. if your head is in the clouds and you're not paying attention, boom, pothole. Because this is how the streets are outside of the U.S., okay? Right. <laughs> like, no, we're, not, we're not talking about European cobblestone or anything like right. that. We're talking about uh, reality, right? You mm-hmm. have to be there with every step that you take. And it's only going to benefit you because now you can connect with the people around you and the things around you. There's nothing wrong with, like, Snapchatting and doing all these things because you're your intention is to share right with other people who cannot be there with you. But I think there's something very special about being in the moment because when you, when you pass away and you transition out of this life and you're in your deathbed, what you will have will be memories. Mm -hmm. The Snapchats will be gone. The phone that you use to do Snapchats will be gone, but those memories will stick with you. And how amazing will it be to really be able to taste the pasta that you ate because you were really there in Italy. You were really there and present in the moment. You remember how sweet the wine was because you were able to think and taste. And for me, um, being an American passport holder, um, I realize that everyone is not able to travel like we are as Americans. Even, even the ones that don't travel um, have the option to. If you're an American... Right. The world is really your oyster when it comes to uh, the borders, right? right. And it, it afforded me an opportunity to think of things like that. Being in the moment afforded me to be able to say, okay, this just happened. How did it make me feel? I'm able to tap into my emotions. I'm able to be present for myself. Mm-hmm. And then if someone else is having a difficult time or a joyous time, I'm, I'm able to tap into them because I'm connected in the moment right? Mm-hmm. In the present moment, because uh, what is that, that song Rihanna sings is all we have is right now. Um, of course, I sang it, it was catchy, but it's now that I have time to really take those words and pick them apart. Mm-hmm. We don't have yesterday. It's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, tomorrow isn't promised, right? Because we've seen things happen. Right, right now, the moment I'm in with you is all that I have mm-hmm. right now. That's it. And so when you really think about it and those simple, those simple things become words to live by, mm-hmm. you have to be present. Mm-hmm. It, it, you just have to, it's, it's just so, it's so much benefit in that. 
You right. know, you learn right. so much, you know, right. you connect. Um, yeah. And again, I'm able to say, okay, I'm upset today. I'm able to tap into that and say, well, why are you upset? Is it an insecurity? You know, did someone do something to you? Are you d- trying to do something to someone that's not good? Why do you feel this feeling? Whereas when I'm in uh, the States or New York or um, my past life, should I say, mm-hmm. I'm not able to do that. I'm just mad until I'm not mad anymore. And I don't know why <laughs> I was mad in the first place and it, whatever, on to the next, you know? Right. And I just really value my present moment right now. And I, and, and I get, I'm, I feel... I feel like I always joke and say, like, I feel like a trust fund baby. Like I live this life like every day where, you know, my only concern is myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I look at, I look at those things and I really take time to learn myself because I really do plan to come back at some point um, and be a service to others. I Mm -hmm. think mental health is very important just as physical health is important. And I think a lot of us are not tapping into the first and foremost thing is taking care of yourself and loving yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that we're, a lot of us are failing miserably. Um, and then too, with all these uh, challenging times with politics and environmental um, uh, catastrophes, I think that sometimes we search outside of ourselves for a solution, but it's inside of all of us, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can only tap into that if you are in the present moment. How would you know how powerful you can be? how smart you can be, how strong you can be if you're thinking about what you used to do. Mm-hmm. Or even worse, what you will do. How you know? Right. What can you do, what so can you do right now? You're past-oriented or you're future-oriented, but you're not of the now-oriented. Yeah. Of the now. Yeah. You yeah. know? You, you touched on a couple things that I want to comment on. One thing, just a quick comment. You are so right about how we don't recognize the, the true freedom that we have as American passport holders. Now, there may be oh, some man. places that don't welcome us as freely or we we it's not that we can't go. We just might not be well received. Um, but I know I had a roommate when I was in London who was from Russia and this was before mm-hmm. any of this Russia business that we have going on right now. And she mm-hmm. said to me, she was yeah. like, do you know how hard it was for me to come here to London? And she, she was doing an internship and she said, yeah, I had to go through, I had to go to the consulates and just do jump through all of these hoops. It took me months and months and months oh to get gosh. approved to come here. Not even, not to America, but to London because I am a Russian citizen and I have a Russian passport. And I, Ooh. when she told me that because, and once again, being in the moment, understanding her story, listening to her, really making an effort to understand her plight. I was like, wow, I never thought about that. Yeah. Like I knew what type of tensions, you know, we've always had with, with Russia as America, but I didn't realize how hard it is if you're just the average Russian citizen trying yeah. to just live your life. She was yeah. going for an internship. Yes. That's it. You know? Absolutely. So you're right about that. We need to not take things for granted because there's no. some people that only wish they had the kind of freedoms that we had. So take advantage Absolutely. of the freedoms that you have. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. I agree. And then um, the other thing that I wanted to touch on was, like you said, you felt like sometimes you feel like you're a trust fund baby. And I know that there's probably someone sitting here thinking and listening right now saying, well, how did she do Are this? You? How is she doing this? <laughs> yeah. You know, so if you yeah. wouldn't mind, share with us a bit about what you did to prepare financially before you embarked on this trip. And then yes. are you working remotely while you're on the move? Okay. First, let me say I'm only rich in spirit, which I, it counts for a lot. It counts for everything. Uh, don't get it twisted. Um, you know, yeah, there's, there's, there's no sugar daddy or anything like that. Um, I think that I have a good relationship with money from the beginning. Um, and that's just a credit to my education growing up. Um, also my mother being a single mother had to stretch a dollar. Um, but we never went without. Right. And so it's just about looking at money as a tool and, um, there's so much to tap into, uh, whether it be stocks or, um, CDs and things like that. And then most of us are, uh, able to write, have a 401k. So then that's the element of it too. What I did was I calculated everything. I, I talked about, um, this a lot in planning. It wasn't just like, I'm going to go here, 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 and here, and here. Mm-hmm. It was like, what is 
is going to be a sufficient route, both financially and time-wise, right? And so you would take that flight and you would say, okay, how much is this flight from New York to New Delhi? And you say, okay, it's 500, okay? And then you calculate how much is going to go from New Delhi to Columbia, you know, and you just kind of keep that going. You make a little list, you Google the hotels that you're interested in staying and see how much they cost. And you just look at it, you say, you know what? This trip is going to cost me X amount of dollars, you know? And when I, when I did that, I looked at my spending, right? Immediately, mm-hmm. I had to stop. I, I could do a brunch <laughs> a week. I can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, you know how New York is. It's very social. Yes. And I can't, um, I can't buy all these things. So I had to make a conscious choice to say, look, this is what I have now. If I save up, right? And I get this client and I, and I, you know, succeed and I put the invoice in, this is how much I'm going to get back. This is how much I saved. Now for me, for money that I just wanted to have for the trip was a large amount that I don't think is necessary, but Mm -hmm. I saved up $50,000. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was money that I could use however I felt for travels. Right. That was not including, you know, a 401k that I rolled over to an IRA or any of the stocks that I purchased, you know, mm-hmm. it, which I purchased some with Walgreens uh, specifically and I'm di- diversifying. So I didn't want to put all my money in one basket, so to speak. There was, mm-hmm. it was not uh, let's just blow it all, spend it all. There was a strategy. And I understand like not everybody has a good relationship with money, but if you have a goal in mind, I think it makes it easier. I want to travel the world more than I want a pair of red bottoms. Sorry, Cardi. You know, sorry, Cardi. I just, I mean, I, I'm going to get them. But, you know, it's just like right now, these experiences matter more to me. They're invaluable. Again, I cannot, look, they can bury me with those red bottoms, but I ain't going to know. You know right. I mean? Like, <laughs> you won't know the difference. Keep, you know, like, let's keep it real. So, um, I, I, you know, I planned it out because I didn't want to shortchange myself. I'm also a grown woman, right? I want some experiences and I don't want to penny pinch. I'm not a backpacker and there's nothing against backpackers. I'm just not, I've never stayed in a hostel. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't want that to be the case. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to be, I wanted to be comfortable and and, and secure, Mm -hmm. right? To a certain degree. And so I made this possible. And then I, you know, I'm happy to report that, um, you know, I'm doing very well with the money that I'm, uh, that I allotted for this trip and that, you know, I won't come back, uh, broke. <laughs> I won't. Um, and right now, uh, Passport to Pretty has just finally reached, uh, uh, 10K followers. So I'm partnering with different brands and, um, you know, I haven't hit the like lottery type check, but right. you know, I'm able to like, you know, you know, get, get enough money for like a nice hotel stay. And, mm-hmm. and there's partnerships where sometimes you get freebies, right. If mm-hmm. you do a little write up. So, um, being that my, my fan base has expanded, um, it's also afforded me some opportunities that end up saving me money in the end. Um, but I want to say this and be very clear that, you know, I worked really hard and, um, I, I worked for myself most, most of the years and, this was something that I really wanted to do. I really wanted to be able to focus on being in the moment because you really, it's hard when money is here, you know, and it's up high and it's up and you're thinking about it and you're worried about it and you're concerned. And um, I wanted to take the opportunity to live life for one year, you know, just live life, focus on my mental health, focus on my physical health, focus on learning something about geography and learning about how others live and how mothers in Bali, you know, uh, take care of their children versus how mothers in America, you know, take care of their children. Right. And and see the similarities and, and, you know, see the differences and embrace it all. And I don't think that I could do that if I was uh, in my New York state of mind, so to speak. Now I'll be right back at it. You know what I mean? No doubt. Because I'm learning so much in my, um, my creative senses are just tingling and they're just ready. I had moved into a space of consulting with uh, cosmetic brands and I hope to actually continue that because it was really fun for me to be able to uh, sit down and help a brand uh, with the creative aspect of their their marketing and their strategy. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, however, right now, again, being in the moment, um, I don't set my alarm clock hardly ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wake when I want. I eat and do what I want. And it's just a beautiful feeling because this may be you know, possibly the one chance in life that I get to do this, you know, right. guilt-free guilt-free, right? Right. Um, But I'm also setting up a life that will um, 
will carry out some of these uh new lifestyle experiences that I've been able to be a part of, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you had a friend, I mean, that's beautiful, obviously. Um, If you had a friend that called you and she's like, girl, I'm so over this job. I'm just completely feeling unfulfilled and I need a change. What advice would you give her to encourage her to go after what she wants? I think I'm the friend that's like, quit, girl, quit. (laughs) And I know that like, you know, I have my girls, my professional girls, my CEO girls, and they, they have a different strategy where it's like, okay, start looking for another job and start, you know, doing this. And my thing has always been to quit, just quit, you know? Uh, and it really isn't about the word quit. It's about really let go. And some people fear being, they fear existing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like now you don't have a job to go to tomorrow. What do you do? How do you feel? Guess what? You're going to get another job. You all, you're always going to get another job. Let that go right now. So you can personally have a moment to breathe and be and exist to figure out how did you get here in the first place and how not to get back there. And when you do get back there, cause that's life, how do you get out of it? You just quit. You just let it go. And that's just, that has always been me since day one. And that's, my mother will tell you, I had quite a few jobs, Uh, you know, quite a few, quite a few. Yeah. Shout out to Red Lobster. Um, I just, you know, I I think that I am the friend that will say quit. Mm -hmm. And I know that sometimes they say, well, how or why, or, you know what? I think you're smart and you're capable to get another job. But I also think that there's value in being an entrepreneur. And I do understand it's not for everyone. But a lot of times when I give that advice, um, I don't give that same advice to everybody. Right. Right. There's some people who have responsibilities that I need to be honest and say like, hey, you know what? Look for jobs. Put your two weeks notice in and start saving. You know, mm-hmm. put that, you know, that's a, that's logical for that person. But for most of my girls and people who will call me for advice, it's quit because you have to value your sanity. You can do a good job at work. If you're not happy to be there. I mean, I see um, on Facebook, I'm able to like scroll sometimes on Monday morning mm-hmm. and it's like, <laughs> I hate it. I, you know, or like, oh, I just need one more hour of sleep or they better not try me today at work. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, you're living this day in and day out. It can't be healthy for you. It can't make right. you feel good as a person. It can't make the other people that you don't like at work feel good either. Mm-hmm. So what good is it? Mm-hmm. Quit. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Let mm-hmm. the job go. It goes back to letting it go. Mm-hmm. And again, this is just if you call me. If you don't want to hear that, don't call me. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. But that's what, yeah. that's what I love about you. It's like you have this free spirit, this honesty, but also this nurturing and this caring that, you know, you will help someone talk it through, you know, yes. and, and you're not. And like you just went through, you're not aloof to the realities Absolutely. of life Absolutely. and you you manage your money so I'm sure one of the things that you would say to somebody before is okay let's figure out your finances what do we have yeah, going on? Let's what talk are we talking about, about yeah let's talk yeah. about it. Let's, let's get into the real of this so that you can quit and and have some comfort when you quit and you're not like frantic and in this crazed position but that Absolutely. like I said that's one of the things I love about you is you go with the flow and you're just so open and honest about things it, with yourself too because sometimes yes. that's what we're not doing is we're not being yes. honest with ourselves about where we really are it's like if you are dreading every single day that you have to uh, go with this job like you said so that bad. can't be healthy yeah. It can't be healthy. I mean, I know personally it's not healthy. (laughs) Absolutely. But yeah. So, okay. Speaking of, um, you know, healthy and all these changes and things that we go through in life and figuring out what's next and all of that stuff. Have you personally figured out your why in life? Do you feel like you figured out your why? Um, And if so, can you share it with us? (laughs) Yes. You know what? I think that my why has always been freedom Mm. since um, I was a small child. Mm -hmm. And I think that in my pursuit of freedom, right, freedom to think, freedom to be, freedom to exist, that I'm able to forge forward and to do all these things. I became a makeup artist because I really like the freedom of expression. And then the freedom of expression turned into learning more about the industry. And then I said, wow, I can make my own hours. If a client can book me and I'm available, I am. If I'm not, I'm not. Freedom in living your life. Because Tuesday, I'm going to the museum. I'm unavailable, right? Mm -hmm. And that's freedom. That's freedom to invest in yourself or to invest in others that you care about. Mm -hmm. The freedom to me is what I think 
sets me apart from other people. I really value freedom. To me, it's priority, you know, mm-hmm. free, free to love, free to be, free to exist, free to eat what you'd like, free to go where you like, mm-hmm. free to say what you'd like to say, you know, free to kneel, you know, mm-hmm. free to stand. Mm-hmm. I just really appreciate um, freedom and I do not do well with um, being boxed in and being closed in. It just not work for me very mm-hmm. well at all. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a perfect way to end this chat. I love it. Um, oh. I just, I, I had such a good time chatting with you and I always me obviously too. have a good time chatting with you because you give me this extra just like energy, you know, and your, your journey has been inspiring and your words of wisdom are always inspiring. And I just feel like you're so in touch and in tune with yourself and with your surroundings that, you know, it just makes other people want to be better and do better. Thank you. Be more of an in touch person. (laughs) Yes. Be in touch with yourself. Get to know yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. you're number one. You Mm -hmm. can't be number two. You have to be number one. And I really thank you for having me on here. It means a lot to me that you're, you know, willing to share my experiences with people that matter to you. You know, that says a lot. And I'm always happy to do it. Anything you need, you let me know. Come see me. Like, let's link up. Let's do something. Let's do, you know, I mean, right. one of those. Exactly. exactly. Yes. And you I would love that. Know. I'm here as well. And you guys, thank you so much um, for hanging out with us. And Kanisha, before we go, I want to make sure that you tell everyone where they can keep up with you, where they can learn Absolutely. more about Passport to Pretty, watch your Absolutely. adventures, all that good stuff. Share with us. Absolutely. Hit me up on Instagram. I love Instagram. I'm constantly sharing great photos and it's at Passport, the number two, pretty. And I also have a website, PassportToPretty.com, that I try to share my intimate stories and um, stories of other travelers that I meet. So yeah, come find me. Come check me out. DM me. Like, let's, let's talk. <laughs> let's do it. Let's live the pretty life together. That's what it's about. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, you guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And as always, keep Thank killing you. it. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.